Gold Glove finalists were announced, and Gino Suarez was snubbed. Julio Rodriguez, though, is an option for Gold Glove. We have a lot to talk about here on episode 30 of the Hit It Here podcast, including some comments made by a former Major League pitcher about the Seattle Mariners, as well as some roster moves that the Mariners had made here in the past week. But first, Joe, how are you? Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little fired up. I'm not going to lie. The Gino snub has got me a little peeved. I can understand maybe he wouldn't win it, but not getting nominated is, I think, a complete oversight from the the gold glove committee and dude on twitter that you're interacting with dummy i don't understand how he can't even begin to even see the side where gino having been a top five and outs above average in all of mlb not just the american league for third baseman and fielding run value same thing top five how that's not deserving of at least a nomination and even if he doesn't win i think it would just been a really good cherry on top of his Season that he's probably going to look back on relatively fondly, not for the offensive side, but the ga- the season which he played 162 games and turned his, I don't want to say lackluster defense from prior in Cincinnati, but it definitely wasn't known as a defensive wizard. And in 2023, I would say Gino was that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was just working with Perry Hill after everything or what it was, but Gino was that guy. I was really, really surprised with how good he was. Again, playing 162 games at third base, that is so valuable. Even if Gino offensively was not the guy. And do I think that he should play 162 games next year? Absolutely not. No. But I think that defensively, he added so much value over there at third base. I, I don't know if I haven't really looked into like Bregman's or Jose Ramirez's or Matt Chapman's numbers over there at third base, but how can you look at what Gino did this year and not put him on that list? Like, I don't know. Maybe he goes out and wins a fielding Bible award instead. I I'm not sure. I know they have like their own little like gold glove thing for the fielding Bible. So I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think that he, I even had, I think I had him locked in over Julio to get nominated. Like if anyone was going to get snubbed, I thought it would be Julio, not Gino. So that surprised me. I mean, Julio, I think, has a good chance. It's Luis Robert and Kevin Kiermeyer in center field along with Julio. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see it that he was the only nominee for the Seattle Mariners in 2023. So fingers crossed Julio can win it. I don't know. I'm just really am bummed about Gino and every aspect. I think that he was one of the best there was. And defensive metrics are such a crapshoot anyway. Yeah. But I think that. Maybe it's just because we could watch him every day that we we are like, yeah, this guy deserves a gold glove. I mean, I don't know. It's, it is really tough to see. Yeah, and even if, again, Julio doesn't win, it is, you know, another nomination kind of a thing. He will likely continue to be nominated for many gold gloves throughout his entire Kirkus. He did improve his defense from 2022 to 2023. Would not be surprised if that continues as a trend of him continuously being a lockdown defender in center field. As far as Gino, I felt like this might have been his one shot, right? And it's just kind of unfortunate that's going to go by the wayside. Someone that didn't go by the wayside, Brian O'Keefe cleared waivers and made it to Tacoma. So, you know, Brian O'Keefe, fan favorite, maybe, stays with the Mariners organization. Colton, why did he have to get, you know, sent down? So the Mariners acquired Caleb Ort from the Red Sox, right? Yeah. This is the Red Sox? Red Sox. Um... Ever heard the name before? No, me neither. Well, he is a reliever, and you know how the Mariners are with relievers, so we can't just write this off as a nothing trade. Uh, obviously, he gets added there to the 40-man roster, and Brian O'Keefe was taken off the 40-man roster. There's a good chance that A, Caleb Ward is nothing, and we never even see the guy, and he gets lost in the roster shuffle later on this offseason when the Mariners go out and acquire a different guy. Yeah. Or B, he turns into one of the best relievers in baseball. That's just the way things work with the Mariners and relief pitching. So... 
I don't know. Is there something with Caleb Orth you think the Mariners can fix? Or what did you see out of that trade? I mean, to me, it is just, it feels very reminiscent of, you know, the, the previous, we're, you know, we're looking in the recency bias, you know, lens where Justin Topa was acquired for nothing. We thought, oh, maybe it's a nothing trade. And then he comes out and posts the best ERA plus for the Mariners among qualified pitchers in 2023. I'm not sure Caleb Ward's going to do that same exact thing, but I do know he's got an insane slider, which is where the Mariners are. That's just like their focal point. The Mariners have a type. And it's sliders. And I think you made that joke last off season I, I did. About, about Justin the, Topa, I think. About the girl at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're bringing it back. Mariners and dudes with sliders. Okay. Yep. It is just a thing. And whether, like you're saying, Caleb Ort could be nothing. But if we see legitimate innings out of him next year, don't be surprised. And there's plenty of guys on this roster in terms of bullpen relief pitcher arms that could factor into the 2024 season. Looking back, take me back a year in time. Would I have penciled in quality innings, like a number of quality innings from Isaiah Campbell, Taylor Saucedo, Justin Topa, and Gabe Spire, all four of them? No shot. Absolutely no shot. So there's a lot of, I think, potential there. It's just, I would honestly be a little bit worried that like what kind of availability he's going to have in terms of just like a spot. Because... There's guys like Prelander Baroa that still need an opportunity. Edward Brizardo is a guy that could be in that same boat as Caleb Ort. So it is one of those situations where I wouldn't, I'm not going to lose sleep over the fact that he might be nothing. But, you know, next year when he closes out a 13 inning, extra inning game to, you know, put the Mariners in first place in middle of September, you know, chills. Yeah. If that happens, I'm buying a Caleb Orth jersey, <laughs> which just, I'm going to have to have customized because there's no shot they make those. Yeah, immediately. game, you know, <laughs> Or you could buy a game-used one. I, You know, something tells me he's probably not as uh, dummy thick as I am, so oh. I don't want to be able to fit in Maybe. that. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, looking back at last offseason, I mean, here's a name for you. J.B. Bukowskis. Who? Remember him? He pitched, yeah. what, like two games? Uh, something bad? like that. And like, so Caleb Ort very easily could be J.B. Bukowskis. He's a guy who was like, nah, whatever. And then he's just gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, or he could be, you know, Justin Topo. I mean, Trent Thornton was good for the Mariners this True. season, 2023. Yeah. You didn't even say him. I didn't know. How him. dare you? <laughs> uh, remember, we started the year with Diego Castillo in the bullpen. Rip the big it, bouse. Like, the big bouse. Yeah. Rip uh, prayers up to him, you know, going into free agency. Yeah. Hopefully he can be a big boss somewhere else. Vest yeah. daddy. So. I don't know. Caleb Ort, whatever. I was worried about Brian O'Keefe because, like, he's not great, but he's serviceable. And he's been with the organization for a long time. He's like, yeah. a, he's like a Rainier's legend at this point. And I think that I'm happy he's staying with the organization. I think he's really good depth down there. Again, you can't go into next season having him even being, like, your your third string. Like, if, if Brian O'Keefe comes up, that's probably worst case scenario, right? Like, sure. That means Tom Murphy's hurt. And we didn't and, do something to fill that gap in the offseason. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. So I don't know. I like Brian O'Keefe. I think he's a good guy to have, and he knows the pitching staff well. He knows the organization well. So I'm happy he's sticking around, even if it's not on a 40-man roster spot. And again, over the next four or five months, the roster is going to get juggled around, and guys are going to get lost in the sauce. Caleb Ort, this might be the last time and the first time we ever mentioned this guy's name. True. So who knows? Uh, it, it, should, it should not stop the Mariners from going out and signing like a reliever this offseason, of course, oh. a better reliever. One of the guys that I was very interested in this offseason was Trevor May. We were interested in the last offseason, too. 
Yeah, and Trevor hung up the cleats, and he had some interesting things to say about the Seattle Mariners. As a Seattle native, what do you think of the Mariners right now? What was it like facing them? I loved facing them, but that was mostly because I knew it was almost almost over, and I really I had a bone to pick. I really wanted to be a Mariner, guys. I can say that out wide. I, I can say things that I was keeping kind of under wraps. I really tried to be a Mariner, especially last year. I tried so hard. I, I delayed. I even I even kind of messed up a, a negotiation with another team because I wanted to give the Mariners a chance. And uh, uh, I just wasn't part of that math equation, which really make, frustrates me because I think that kept me from being on a team, on that team. I think that I didn't fit because of the nature of my contract would have been. And that just pisses me off because I would have taken whatever to play on that team. I would have. Because I, I know it's weird and, 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 you know, capitalism. I'm supposed to be out there and be like, no, nah, I'm not going to play with you. We don't give me enough money. But, like, it, it wasn't about that for me this year. It was about enjoying myself, finding a way to enjoy myself as a player. So Trevor May obviously really wanted to be with the Seattle Mariners. And he ended up taking a one-year $7 million deal with the Oakland Athletics, which, I mean, hey, he was very good for the Athletics in 2023. But he also said that, you know, he really wanted to pitch for the Mariners and he would have pitched for basically nothing. And it just makes no sense to me that the Mariners wouldn't have signed Trevor May. It seemed like the most obvious fit. Hometown local kid who really wants to play for the Mariners. And he's very into pitch shape and pitch tracking and whatnot. It just seemed like the perfect fit, in my opinion. And that's why, again, I wanted him this offseason. I literally have a list on my phone of the top free agent targets. I already made one about the hitters. I was going to make one about the pitchers and he was going to be one of the top ones, but... He's maybe, gone, and the Mariners screwed it up. Maybe we can pull him out of retirement. You think so? No, probably not. If anything, if I could see him being in a role with the Mariners in 2024, it will be as the bullpen coach because Stephen Vogt is getting plucked for a managerial job. Um, my mind. So that could be something. But yeah, I'm fully on board with what you're saying about how we wanted him last year. Could have used him again this year if like he decided to not retire. The thing that's the most interesting aspect for me talking about what he wanted for this year because with that mindset of like i would have pitched for them for nothing it felt like this entire time this was going to be his last year no matter what but he just can't really you can't really say that i mean you can but like you're not miguel cabrera you're not albert pool like you know the people that are going to get like the send-off season for trevor may he probably didn't know but the way he was phrasing it, it seemed like he did. So I don't know if that was like maybe you could have like influenced decisions maybe a little bit more that way. But the thing that stands out to me is talking about like what his contract would look like, what his contract meant. And a lot of people pointed out the fact that it would have been a major league contract needing, meaning that we wouldn't have had space for him and we would have had to designate someone for clear some like, you know, clear spot on that roster. And that doesn't seem like that large of an issue to me because there are, there were, you know, a handful of names that one you could probably just remove from what? What are you, you going to do? No, keep going. I'm going to look up the Mariners opening day roster. Yeah. Okay. Like, there were plenty of names that I think you could have very easily replaced Trevor May with. And one, they could have cleared waivers. Or two, if you lost them, they weren't going to pitch very many big league, in big league innings for you in 2023 anyways. So well, I don't understand maybe the hang up of why it, they just didn't want to do it. And if it's a money thing, if it's $7 million and Trevor May went out and said that he would, you know, take less, that is a really awful look, a continuously awful look for ownership. So let's go over the Mariners opening day bullpen, shall we? Paul Sewell. Yep. Would have not would have lost that spot. Andres Munoz. Nope. Diego Castillo. I mean, we couldn't have known he was going to be as bad as he was this year. So he probably would have been fine. Yeah. Matt Brash. Yeah. But then Chris Flexen. 
Matt Festa, Trevor Guy. Yeah. And then Penn Murphy was in there as well, but he got hurt, obviously. Yeah. Trevor Those God. three guys. Yeah. Easy. Get rid of them. DFA them. You ended up DFAing. I mean, you traded Flexen, you traded Gott, whatever. You DFA'd Festa. Like, yeah, I think the move there would have, for me, would have probably been Festa. You probably mm-hmm. want to try and keep Flexen for innings, you know, long relief. And you don't know that, because you signed Gott in the offseason. You expected him to be maybe a little bit better than he was. But he wasn't terrible with the Mariners. His first couple outings were good. And I don't know. Having Trevor May instead of Matt Festa, I think that's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, it just seems like the most obvious answer was right there, and they just chose to not take it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like could you, I mean, I don't know if, I think Festa was out of options, but, like, you maybe you could have sent him down, right? And then signed Trevor May. Who cares? Like, get Trevor May is a guy who has been there, has done that, has been one of the better relievers in baseball. Sure, he had a hiccup season there with, like, the Mets, for example. But mm-hmm. I just it makes no sense to me. Again, someone who wants to play for you that bad, you know they're going to give it. Like, look at Taylor Saucedo this season. Like, he's a guy who obviously wanted to play in Seattle. He's from the area, mm-hmm. and he really relished being on this team. What, like, what would, I, what would I have given to have another one of those guys on the team who could have been in that bullpen as well, who was going to come out there and be a bulldog every single game? Yeah, I would have given up Matt Festa. I would have given up, for, for the one roster spot of Trevor May, I would have DFA'd, got Flexen and Festa in high Insight. all of them they're gone yeah, yeah. now if you, if you can travel you know travel back in time dude go no don't don't look at your gray hair do you guys see that like it's over i got a gray hair in my beard i'm gonna die don't no you're not it's gonna so die sad. you just don't have anything better to do it's so, the beginning of the end okay, we're gonna sure, travel back in time not to the beginning of the season mm. but to the trade deadline it's august 1st okay mm-hmm. we just traded paul seawald we acquired Edward Bizzardo. What are you trading to the Oakland Athletics to acquire Trevor May at the deadline? Yeah, I mean, a couple of no-name prospects. Like, they sure, like, the Athletics probably would have been fine with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, they would have been. Just, it's like a half season of a reliever, you know, to replace Seawald at that rate. I think that even without having signed him in the offseason, that trade also could have been a no-brainer. Yeah, and 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 and, the, and he was the highest-paid player on the Athletics roster, as far as I know. So it's like, I think so. It makes like just do it. I, mean, I don't know. It, it, it makes no sense to me. You're completely right. But continue with your thought. I interrupted you. I'm so sorry. No, that was it. It's just like, what are you trading for, Trevor May? Maybe even a, try and acquire a Brent Rooker in there to be your, you know, fourth outfielder, DH role, whatever type in the middle of his breakout season. What are you gonna like? As for the Mariners, like looking back on it, where are you going to be at without acquiring them? Not in the playoffs. Are you in the playoffs with those two guys? Maybe. It's not a guarantee. It's you know, there's never a guarantee that's going to work out. The Angels have tried to acquire players to make them better, and that completely backfired. I'm not saying that Trevor May is going to go out there and give up a hundred runs in his first two outings like Lucas Giolito did, but <laughs> you know, in retrospect, like you wanted another guy in the bullpen. A lot of the Mariners fans would say, and Trevor May could have been a guy for you. And you know, they're are other guys that we acquired in the deadline that saw innings. So like this then inquires about Trent Thornton. It inquires about Edward Pizzardo, Dominic Leone on waiver. You know, there's a lot of interesting, you know, roster nuance that isn't necessarily, I don't think it's able to be fully fleshed out. You're posed. I'm going to keep talking over. So you have to stay like that. It's not going to be able to be fully fleshed out because this is just a big, what if, but acquiring at the deadline also makes a ton of sense to me. You will get Dominic Leone innings. And you will like it. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to get Trevor May innings. It, nope. You only get Dom. I'm sorry. Sorry about it. 
Yeah, I don't know. It just makes no sense to me. And I think that is this the Mariners organization being cheap again? Because yeah. that would have been like what, like the second a one year seven million dollar deal would have been the second largest free agent contract Mariners handed out last offseason behind AJ Pollock's one year eight million dollar deal. I think Pollock was also one year seven. Was he? I thought he was one year eight. Yeah. I Either mean, either way, one year seven, yeah. one year eight, whatever. It's a it's a million dollars. That's the Trevor Gott contract, one million dollars. You know, it's just like it's it's so silly. Oh, and I guarantee he would have, yeah, he would have come for a million dollars. Like, he would have been like, hey, oh, Trevor, you want to come here for a million dollars? He said, yeah. He said that he would take anything. He said that he messed up negotiations with another team waiting for the Mariners. Yeah. Hoping that he could get that deal. It's like, really? Like, the Mariners front office in the free agent market gives themselves a bad name. And we look at that for future free agent spendings. For example, we have Blake Snell, who we've all talked about, who he wants to come to Seattle. We all want him to come to Seattle. The Mariners are, aren't going to offer him enough money. It's not going to happen. They're not going to offer him a contract. They're going to say, oh, you don't fit in our plan or something stupid. It makes no sense to me. What do you think about the Blake Snell contract? And does this do something to that in the future? This definitely, I think, puts it like you're saying, it puts them in a, in a negative light in terms of free agency and trying to bring guys in that maybe want to be here. Blake Snell, it, you're, you're talking about him because he's obviously a Seattle guy. He's a native guy. Same thing like Trevor May. What is that going to tell Blake Snell that Trevor May, another guy, you know, wanting to play for his hometown team? didn't get asked, didn't even get offered a con like whatever, like didn't be asked to like, Hey, you want to come pitch for your hometown team? Is Blake Snell going to get that same treatment? Or if they do offer him a contract, is it going to be a slap to the face? Because they're like, Oh, Trevor may said he'd come here on a, you know, a dime. Why can't we get Blake Snell for, you know, 50% off, you know, to buy one, get one at this rate. It's so it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, I, I, I'm just hoping that there's not reports that come out saying that uh, two, there's two sides to this. I hope there's not a report saying that comes out that we lowballed him to this extreme like level level where then it's like, okay, that's what we're looking to pay every single free agent. We're looking to get people to sign for so cheap that we're just not ever going to sign anybody or two that we never even offered him anything. Mm -hmm. Like and I it, think, I don't know. Go ahead. It speaks to the larger issue that we all have with this front office. Is that like we remember the Kevin Mather comments about, oh, the free agents are coming gonna come to us with their hat in their hand. That didn't happen. That's not how that worked. They're, they're not gonna like you go out there and spend the damn money. Just go out there, make make the the offer that no one else is making. It doesn't need to be exuberant, but you need to be competitive in that field to so you can't continue to say free agents don't want to come here when you're not offering them even competitively compared to what other teams are offering them. It makes no sense. And I think that. This is another thing that we saw with uh, stuff like this coming out. And it's all trickled down throughout the years. You know, we heard about the Kevin Mather thing, how cheap the Mariners are. We've heard about, you know, guys saying that the Mariners aren't going to offer them long-term contracts or like a slap to the face, like the Logan Gilbert contract extension that Ben Ranieri talked about with Ryan Divish mm -hmm. or the Trevor May thing. It's like the Mariners' unwillingness. And it, it, it all starts with John Stanton because obviously, you know, Jerry and Justin, they're going to say what they have to say. They're going to say whatever they can to save their job. They're not going to bash yeah. their their boss. So PR Jerry. <laughs> PR Jerry. He, you know, he's doing us a favor by not going out and spending money. Yeah. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just keeping you updated. So I don't, looking at this, it's like every offseason we get something like this. And this was really, I mean, this was before the offseason even officially started. Trevor May coming out and saying, I'm so glad that he did. And I'm so interested to hear like he 
has been such an interesting person to listen to over the past couple of days because he has gone out there and basically said what he couldn't say when he was a player. Yeah. Like he bashed John Fisher and he said what everybody in the athletics clubhouse was thinking. Mm-hmm. And then he basically bashed the Mariners organization. I think that going forward, the Mariners are starting to lose credibility in free agent markets like this, like with a Blake Snell or something like that, because it's because of how cheap they are. Are the are guys even going to want to pick up the phone when they see John Stanton or Jerry Depoto calling? I don't it Yeah, that's I, I would hope so. I hope that it's not completely ruined at this point. And maybe this could be like a moment of clarity for them. Like, oh, hey, maybe it's time to kind of put our money where our mouth is for Blake Snell. Spotrack has him at a market value of twenty three and a half million dollars. So realistically, we're probably looking at another Robbie Ray contract, right? Like yeah. roughly. And that sounds right, and I don't know if I'm willing to offer that to Blake Snell. And see, I, I don't think it's not necessarily un- – I don't think he's undeserving of that money, right? Right. It is – you know, he is pitched very well. He's going to win the Cy Young again without a doubt in my mind. If he doesn't, that's another snub kind of a situation. And it just – for the Mariners, does that make sense? And right now, I don't, I don't think it does either. It's just – I think it depends on where the offseason goes. If you make some trades from your starting pitching to acquire other bats, then sure, maybe that contract makes sense. However, as it stands right now, I don't really think it does. But I also don't want that to be a preventative measure of them checking in, saying like, hey, where are we at? 21 million? Like, I don't know. Like, And that that's, you know, me going back on my comment earlier saying that we lowballed him. But I think lowballing would be like 15 million a year, where it's like, that's a horrendous offer. But 23 and a half it's just it's just not in the Mariners cards it feels like for that position yeah because that's not their area of need right like they mm-hmm. they have guys cheaper than that that can be just as good as Blake Snell I think that Logan Gilbert's that guy George Kirby's that guy yeah so I like going out and signing Blake Snell should not be a priority this offseason unless you trade somebody unless you trade the Bryce Miller or the Brian Wood. even then you don't need to go out and get go to the high end of the market and get Blake Snell there was a trade that you and I had seen it was like logan gilbert to the cardinals for like three guys yeah, and for, we both do it in a heartbeat yeah it was for was it donovan gorman and o'neill right yeah yeah in a heartbeat we do that for logan gilbert as as long as you go out and sign somebody it doesn't need to be blake snell or sunny gray but it can't be caleb ort <laughs> the, the caleb ort the starting pitcher yeah no it, you, have, pitcher. you have to supplement it in, in a certain way and whether or not you know those three guys gorman donovan and o'neill they're gonna be locks at their position like everyone wants them to be you know the guys that are come in and be the players that we all need them to be right away it's never a guarantee and you know donovan's got the tommy john so that's a whole other situation there but for gilbert we know where his value is and we understand that he's a three for us could go higher for other staffs very easily for that Cardinals pitching staff. He's probably their one if we were to trade them Logan Gilbert. And that's, I think the biggest question that the Mariners have going into this offseason is how do you leverage your depth to make yourself better for 2024 without losing too much of it and making yourself worse. And for the Mariners, we all know that their greatest asset in 2023 was their pitching. Like it continuously kept us in games, won us games, kept us, you know, within, you know, arm's reach of a playoff spot of a division title even. And I don't know, I'm not sold on the fact that we should trade the pitching, but the market, it's so much heavier in pitching than it is in hitting that I think it just makes sense to, but I don't know if I, I, I'm not emotionally ready to have that conversation, you know? Yeah. And I get that. I mean, that's the thing with this market is. I'm I'm okay with trading Bryce Miller or Brian Wu as long as you're getting back something of 
pretty damn good value because yeah. how valuable those guys are to the Mariners might even be more valuable than they are to some other teams because they give them the Mariners their greatest strength. So you have to, if you're going to take from column A and column B's down here, you need to bring column B a little bit closer, even if you lose a little bit of column A. I think that you can supplement that by going out and still signing it. We're talking about Blake Snell, of course. If if he's willing to take like a bit of a hometown discount, then sure, you definitely go have those conversations. You can't just not. But you're also not going to pay him $23.5 million a year. That's ridiculous. So there's a fine line the Mariners need to walk where I think pitching would want to come to Seattle, by the way. like I think Seattle is a place where if you're a pitcher, you're like, I want to go there. Whereas obviously sense. offense is not. And so if you can leverage that by going out and getting pitching on the free agent market and then trades, you know, you basically you're forcing guys to come here. It's a weird way to put it, but it's true. <laughs> you have no other yeah. choice. <laughs> you have no other choice but to come here and hit for us. Dude, this is really bugging me. Look at this gray Leave hair, it guys. Alone. Look at this gray hair. It's just really there. It's like really flashy. Um, I think that like going out and getting a guy, it makes a lot of sense. But is the Mariners front office willing to spend that kind of money this offseason? That is the million-dollar question in my idea. That's a question that we're all asking ourselves. And I feel like looking at the Mariners pitching staff right now, who are the five best pitchers that the Seattle Mariners have? And Joe, you made a video about that, didn't you? I think I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I have no yeah. idea if people are agreeing with me. We're recording this right after I published it. So if you guys are flaming me, sick. If not, I'm so I'm super smart. So yeah, and, go watch uh, so it. That that video is on the screen. Now go ahead and check that one out. Also, if you guys have a picture meeting us, send it to me so I can put it on this board, please. Thanks. All right. Appreciate you guys watching episode 30 of the Hit It Here podcast. Favorite number 30, Mariner. Go, Joe. Mariner uh, number 30. Is there any, I can't think of a single one off the I have head. no idea. Kyle Lewis, Appreciate rookie guys. year. Rookie or Kyle Lewis? Yes! Rookie of the... Bang. Appreciate you guys watching episode 30 of the Hit It Here podcast. I'm Colton. That's Joe. I'll talk to you guys next time. Go Mariners. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.